0: Frequency of Heaven, I want to be. Hello, and welcome to the Frequency of Heaven podcast. This is Pastor Caleb Plum, and I just want to start with prayer. Lord, we declare right now that you are good. We declare that you are perfect. All your ways are perfect. You are wise. You are faithful, and you have good things for us, and your love never fails, God. Would you come with power? Would you come with anointing? And would you set our hearts free and fill us with such love and that we could get on the frequency of heaven and hear your voice and feel your presence? We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. I want to talk about forgiveness this morning. You know, it's Christmas time. And um, when we think about forgiveness, we usually think of the cross. We think of Jesus saying, uh, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. But, um, I think the reason this is on my heart this morning, tonight we're having a Tuesday night prayer and pie night. We're going to pray and then have some pie and we're, the point is to get our heart ready. This is December 5th, 2023. Get our hearts ready for the Christmas season and just be with Jesus. And I, I just really felt on my heart, like the Lord was saying, uh, and I, he has said this many times over the years, that unforgiveness and, and the wounds and the hurts of others, it it short circuits almost everything God wants to do on us. You know, it, it's 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 frustrating because a lot of times we get wounded and hurt. It wasn't our fault, and we didn't. You know, so, sometimes it is. Sometimes it was five percent our fault. Sometimes it was ninety five percent our fault. But sometimes we we were pretty innocent in the situation, but we're the one that's hurting, and we may have some unforgiveness or some bitterness, and but we're not going to experience Christmas joy, we're not going to experience any joy of any season when that is there and so I think the reason I was thinking about this is because you know, our heart is to get people ready to enjoy Christmas and this is just one of the things we got to get out of the way, we have to get this hurt and this pain you know, whenever I think of unforgiveness, I always think of Corey Tin Boone in the 40s, the Dutch lady and I've learned so much from her, her father and uh, sister and I think maybe a brother killed at the hands of the Nazis. They were trying, they were not Jewish, but they were trying to protect the Jews, got caught. Her book, The Secret Place, in the, uh, or The Hiding Place, I think is the name of the movie and the book made about her life. And uh, you can hear her teach on YouTube and she's blessed me so much, but she was just absolutely full of hate for the Nazis, absolutely full of hate. And I love what she said. She said, I know the gospel requires me to forgive because Jesus says, unless you forgive, you'll not be forgiven in Matthew six. And she says, but I hated them. And I felt like I had every right to hate them, but I knew I had memorized too much scripture. I knew I had to forgive them, but I wasn't sure how to do it. And there was a passage and, and it for her, it was Romans five that talks about, you know, the Holy Spirit will pour out love into your heart. And, but it was a passage the Holy Spirit used to transform her because she found hope again. And that passage talks about um, the gospel. you know, the Lord doesn't disappoint us. He gives us hope. And because of hope, he pours out his love into our heart. And so getting hope back into our heart, according to Romans 5, 3, 4, and 5, getting hope for our enemies, hope for the situation back into our heart. And once I heard that, I realized that that is a key for me for the rest of my life. Um, If I give up hope on a person or a situation, I probably won't really forgive. And our hope is not in them, our hope is in God is big enough to do something here, you know, whatever the wound is, whatever the problem, it might be a person, it might be um, something that from your past a long time ago, maybe as an event, or, or maybe you're upset with God. But when we can reestablish, th- there's hope somehow, some way. God, um, and then she said this phrase: His love is deeper still than all this pain, than all this hurt. His love is bigger. An incredible faith in the love of God. And um, I was going to put together this, and I, I still might share this um, a little bit tonight at the prayer night, but I wanted to walk you through, I felt like the Lord was kind of giving me a custom, step-by-step process for you today to forgive at a deeper level. So let's go through this. Now, I want to kind of go through this fast. I have this all printed out. I have it typed out. I have the verses typed out. So if you want um, this, 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 uh, step-by-step 10 steps to freedom. I, I call this forgiving deeply from the heart and being fully free. And that's, step one is ask the Holy Spirit. If there's anyone you have not fully, the keyword fully forgiven from the heart. My experience with forgiveness is like sometimes they have a child, they're three, four, five years old, and they need heart surgery. There's something's wrong with their heart. And, and they'll do this. They'll do a little procedure because the child is growing and then they'll wait and then they'll do another procedure. Forgiveness sometimes comes in layers, beloved. Uh, this has been my experience. And I don't know if God wants it to be this way. Maybe he wants it just to be in one shot. But in his grace, sometimes we forgive from our mind and we forgive like Corey Tinboon with her will. She activated her will. I know I have to do this. I'm gonna choose to do this though I don't feel it. Okay, that's beautiful, that's, uh, that's obedience. I'm not gonna let my feelings be the, the dictator. I'm not gonna let my feelings drive. I'm gonna do this because God commands. So that's beautiful, that's good. But the reality is we have a heart. And it says in Matthew 18, 35, we must fully forgive from the heart. So sometimes we have forgiven from the mind. We have forgiven from the will. But the, this is how you know if you fully forgiven from the heart, it keeps coming up. How do you know if you're healed from a leg injury? Well, when you're fully healed, you can dance and run. You can do all the things you used to do. But if there's pain, it's probably not fully healed. Okay. If there is pain in the memories with these people, there might still be healing God wants to do. And it says, fully forgive from the heart. Matthew 18, 35. All right, step two. After you've asked and the Lord to reveal to you if there's anyone, if someone comes to mind, and sometimes you'll do this and like 20 people <laughs> come to mind. I, I've done this. <laughs> Take time to fully vent all you felt and all you feel now about this situation. This is a step we we a lot of people forgive. God is not trying to ask you to suppress your emotions. God is not trying to ask or say your emotions are not important your feelings are not valid. Psalm 55, David, it goes off on a friend who's betrayed him. It actually might be when Absalom, his own son, betrayed him, a friend, family member. And he just goes off, okay, if you study these old Jewish folks, you know they would rip their clothes when they're upset. They would vent. They would wail at funerals. But they would get that junk out of them alone with God. This is the key. You're not venting to your mom on the phone. You're not venting to your best friend at the bar. <laughs> you're venting to God. And he already knows everything you're saying. If a cuss word slips out, it's not going to freak him out. <laughs> but, But really... Read Psalm 50, read the whole chapter of Psalm 55 if you have to, because you get to verse 22. It says, cast your cares on the Lord. He'll sustain you. The sustaining and the comfort you need may never come if you don't do the verse. Cast your cares on the Lord. I have discovered that this requires humility. And I think that's the power of it. I've discovered, I can't forgive, I can't forgive. It keeps coming up. And then finally, like, my, my mentor taught me this verse. And I'm like, oh, I never cast it on the Lord and I'll get with Jesus and I'll pray for maybe a minute or maybe 10 minutes and I'll cry if I have to cry and I'll vent and go, this is what I feel. This is what it feels like. And this is what I really kind of want you to do to them, God, (laughs) you know, get it out there he already knows you know and he understands in precatory prayers that is where you are very emotional and you're maybe praying negative things on people but we're we're going to forgive him and get to that later but let's go through the steps of healing that god knows your soul he made your soul this is a heart surgery he's going to go through every important step cast it out vent it out and um just you and jesus and and get it out and he will sustain you tell your daddy and I like the, I like uh, Romans 8, uh, 14 and 15, because it says um, there that uh, when you cry, the Holy Spirit teaches you to cry, Abba. And that is to get rid of fear, it says there in Romans 8. So you get the Holy Spirit to cry, Abba. And I, I will say, Daddy, this hurts. Dad, Abba, this, hold me, it, this I can't stand this. This hurts. This is pain. Would you remove my fear? I want to tell you, there's something about that Romans 8, 14 and 15. I have experienced deliverance many, many times, not doing all 10 of these steps, just doing that, just understanding. He says, you are no longer a slave to fear, but you've been adopted by a good father and the Holy Spirit will teach you how to cry, Abba. Oh, do that, cry, Abba, this hurts, Abba, help me. And I, many times the Abba help me prayer has actually set me free and I, I did not even had to do all these steps. But um, this is a very, very thorough process that sometimes uh, some of the deepest wounds need all 10 of these steps. Verse three, take your mind to Good Friday. This is very powerful. We got to get to the cross. Many, many times I've been set free because I I went back to the cross and I remember Jesus. I I, I fixed my eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of my faith. Imagine Jesus being flogged. Imagine the beating. Imagine the mocking. Imagine the crown of thorns. See the blood coming out. Imagine him carrying his own cross and falling and getting up. Go watch a clip on YouTube from the Passion of the Christ if you have to imagine the laughing soldiers because maybe in your pain, someone mocked you and laughed at you. Imagine the nails. Imagine the screaming. Now imagine him looking on in love and saying, Father, forgive them. And you say, well, yeah, he was God and and, and he can do that. And he's go there because that's the source of your strength. The only way we actually can forgive it's because jesus did it and he rose from the dead and he gave us the holy spirit to live in us to make us like him his strength beloved is actually in you and the life and the joy and the freedom that he has that's available for you it comes from calvary it comes from calvary Now read, step four, read Colossians 3.15. Now all of these, you got to slow down and do. So some of you might just want to hit pause right here and do this, okay? But number four, step four, read Colossians 3.15. Bear with each other and forgive one another. Now this is specifically your church friends because Paul's talking to the church at Colossae, but you can apply it to people outside the church who's hurt you as well. Bear with each other, forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Now watch this. This is how step four is connected to imagining the cross. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. When, he, when Paul says forgive as the Lord forgave you, you have to take a minute and remember how the Lord forgave you. The, step five brings it all together. Acknowledge our sin actually put Jesus on the cross. All the painful stuff you were imagining that he went through, we kind of did that. It was for us. He was crucified for you. We put him, the nails, they were for you, they were for me. Our sin, our sin did that. So we can, if we've been fully forgiven, though we help crucify a man, then we can forgive on a really high level because we've been fully forgiven of everything. He was crucified for We are guilty yet fully forgiven in a grace we, we really can't understand. When I am locked in a grudge, I am completely 100% forgetting the magnitude of the grace I have received. When I first got married, um, I had a friend near the time that I got married who something really, really hurtful, really, really hurtful happened. So, this has been a, we've been married 23 years. For 23 years, this memory and this wound will come up. And almost every time, the Lord will remind me, Caleb, you have sinned too. In fact, he'll even remind me of similar sins that I've done to other people that are kind of like what this friend did to me. And he'll remind me, I forgive you when you did this, this, and this, remember? okay? Forgive them. and I think why that that works and is so powerful for me is because when I look at his love, I look at his grace, uh, all the grace I've been given it's it's much more difficult to hold on to that grudge when I acknowledge the magnitude of his grace. Number six. Acknowledge in your heart, you feel weak. Be, it's so important in prayer and in healing and, and forgiveness to just be so recklessly honest with God. <laughs> Acknowledge in your heart, you feel weak to forgive. Maybe tell God, I don't even want to <laughs> if you have to, but you're doing it by obedience, like Corey Tin Boone, whose family was murdered by Nazis. But Christ is in you, transforming you into his likeness. Okay, if Jesus on the cross said, Father, forgive them. And then he says, you need to forgive as you were forgiven. You know, I can't do, okay. But it says in Romans 8, 29, you are predestined to conform to his image. What Jesus did, the Holy Spirit is working in you to be like that. The joy that Jesus had, Hebrews 1, 9 says he had more joy than anybody because he's anointed with the oil of joy. Okay, that's your destiny. You, you, okay, Christ is in you, the hope of glory. You are predestined, Romans eight twenty nine, to conform to Jesus' likeness. You are to be a little Jesus everywhere you go every day. So if Jesus said, Father, forgive them on the cross, and he lives in you, shaping you, conforming you to his image, you can, beloved, in the worst of attacks, not many of us have been crucified yet, praise God, So if he did it when being crucified and he lives in you, conforming you to his image, you can be like Christ, so full of love that you forgive those crucifying you. (laughs) That's step six. Step seven, confess to the Lord you're sorry for holding a grudge and are truly ready to forgive from the heart and be freed from the wounds. Tell him, now this is a prayer. Tell him you want his love his love, you know, our love runs out. Ask for his love. I pray it this way. God, would you give me your father's heart for this person? How, from, from the fatherly standpoint, of, you know, think of the prodigal son, when that prodigal came home and then the older brothers being critical, the father loved both of his boys. He, he loved in a way only a father could love. So I, I actually just ask for the father's heart here. But one way you can say is to ask for his love to flow in your heart again, specifically for that person. It's hard. It's not easy. I didn't say this is easy. <laughs> but do you want a good Christmas? Do you want to be free? Do you want to have joy again? Here it is. And I, this, I've been told that forgiveness separates Christianity from all religions, Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam. None of them have anything like this that allows you to have the love again flow in your heart. This is, you know, some people say the most Christ-like thing you can do today the The most godly thing you can do today is forgive somebody and there's there might be something to that to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. All right so it says so I say um on the number seven here you know tell the Lord you want his love to flow in your heart again luke six thirty five but love your enemies, Jesus commands do good to them. Jesus is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked all right number eight. Take time to bless your enemies in specific ways. When I was forgiving my parents, I was probably in my late 20s and a friend was leading me through this forgiveness process. And we got all the way through it and it was emotionalized, crying. I had brought up these memories from when I was, one of them when I was four, I brought up some memories from other things and I, I really, I felt like I'm alone and nobody cares. I had bought some of these lies and I had all this junk and, um, like, God, where are you? And, and so this mentor was taking me through like two, three hours of this forgiving process, and it was awesome. God was healing me. But you know, he had me stand up and obey. And, you know, it says there in Luke 6:35, love your enemies. It says in Matthew 5:44, bless your enemies, uh, bless them. And that is where. Actually found some freedom. I actually stood there and began to bless my mom and dad. Now my mom and dad are great parents, and the stuff that I was holding on to was just these old wounds. And, and you know, looking back now, it kind of seems silly, but I had to do this. I had to cast my cares on the Lord. I had to go through this process. I had to. I needed a heart surgery, and I never done this. I hadn't obeyed like these verses. And, but I did this and I took time and I stood there. I I asked God to bless their finances, bless their health, bless their day. And I asked God to bless their, and I just began to, as I was obeying that Bible commandment to bless, I felt the love of God come back into my heart. Like, you know, when the Grinch, his little heart becomes, is three times too small. And then all of a sudden in the movie, you see his heart grow. that happened. That happened to me on step eight, when I began to bless, stand up and bless them. And I actually think that Jesus expects us to, if we have tr- someone we're tr- struggling to forgive, he wants us to do this every day. And I've I've heard testimonies of people who said for 30 days, every day this month, I'm gonna wake up. I wrote it down. I, it's on my count. I'm gonna do this because Jesus command, I don't feel it. I don't want to. I'm gonna do it because he commands it. In Matthew chapter five, and he commands me to bless my enemies. And and people just obeyed that Bible verse and they did it for 30 days and they asked God to fill their heart with love and God healed them. Sometimes it was more like a three hour thing that I went through, but sometimes it takes a month, but there's power in the word of God. First Thessalonians 2.13 says, the word of God is at work within you. All right, so let's let the holy word of God go to work within us and let's bless our enemies. Number nine ask the Lord uh, to um, remind you of five ways to bring to mind, five ways to be thankful for the one who hurt you or how God was there in the pain. This is first Thessalonians 5, 18, be thankful in every circumstances. I've been set free this way. I got a pen and paper and I started with a person who had hurt me. I, I felt like the Lord said, I want you to write down five reasons you're thankful for them. The first two took forever. <laughs> Finally, it started to flow. And then I actually brought up some, what psychologists call repressed memories, things that my bitterness had completely forgotten, goodness in these people that my bitterness had caused me to be blind to. And I actually began, to like there actually is really, there's good in this person. I've forgotten these things that I'm actually thankful for because in my bitterness, we forget. So it's so important to do that. And the last step is simply this. We're going to declare two Bible verses First, the, from the love chapter. 1 Corinthians 13 says, love never fails. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? And it says, these three remain, faith, hope, and love, the greatest of these of love. Okay, so we're going to do this. And it's written out on this paper. You can do it with me right now. We're going to declare faith, hope, and love. These three are connected. Do you want the love of God back in your heart? Then you need to have faith that God is bigger than any circumstance, any wound. And you need to have hope he can change anyone or any situation. Okay, so this is how it goes. You can repeat it after me. God, by faith, I believe that you are bigger than my deepest wounds and pain. Say it? The second part of this. this declaration. In hope, God, I expect, that's what real biblical hope is, for you to change people and situations, even this situation. In hope, I am expecting you to come and make things better. Now, love, I trust God that your love never fails. I, back to Cory Tin Boone, every time I've lost love, it's because I didn't remember 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Faith, hope, and love are a three-chord. There's a three cords that make a rope. <laughs> they're, they make, they're real tough when they're together. If I lose faith that God's bigger, I lose hope that he's going to fix the situation, I will always lose love. But if I can have faith, God's bigger. God is either going to fix this situation or he's going to fix me. God's either going to fix this situation or he's He's going to take care of me somehow. I have hope that things will get better. And when I can get that faith and that hope going, then the love starts to come. And I trust, I trust that if I will love, I will never fail. Love never fails. If I'm in love, I can't fail. <laughs> I can't fail. And if I love this person over here, maybe, 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 um, this verse means if I keep loving him, love never fails, it will affect them. It'll affect them and like beauty and the beast, when Belle just kept loving that beast, he finally changed uh, because love never fails. Or maybe sometimes, maybe people, that person in particular, we don't see the change Maybe there's a third party watching us love someone difficult and it changes them. I don't know how love never fails, but I trust if I do my job with God's love in me in every situation, love is doing something and it never fails. And I want that. I want it alive in me. Heavenly Father, we ask you to take these 10 steps and you would just pour out your love, pour out your influence and your grace. God, we come back to the cross and we say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Help us, Father, please help us to forgive, help us to let go, accelerate the healing and bring joy and love again into this heart, this Christmas season, so we can really be a light. Like like the star that led the wise men, God, we wanna be a sign, we wanna be a light that brings people to Jesus and we can only do that if we forgive from the heart we love you lord in jesus name have an awesome week beloved i want to be on the frequency of heaven i wanna...